Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Randall podcast, we talk about clinical tests in your examination process. We talk about glute activity and we talk about getting a job in professional sports. The Ask Mike Reinhold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, episode three of the Ask Mike Reinhold podcast. We still hate that name. If anybody has suggestions, throw them out at us. We're, uh, we're open to rebranding somehow. I guess I still hate that name. So um, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can probably tell we're all wearing the same clothes. So we're, uh, we're shooting a few of these episodes in one day, but uh, you get the point. But anyway. We blew a lot. So how are you? How are you doing today, Len? I, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> running around, treating and filming. I feel like a rock star right it's a now. Big day. Big so, um, so Lenny McCrean is here. Um, PT here at Champion. Uh, we got Gabe, student from Armstrong State. I don't want to say it wrong again. You didn't get mad. University at of Armstrong State University. G- Gabe's a PT like student here. Uh, he's got a few questions from you guys. So you guys are doing great. We get. Heck, we got we we have a ton of questions right now. There's so many, so uh, keep asking them. We'll keep trying to pick them. I mean, we'll do as many as we can, and we'll get there. So, uh, backslash podcast and uh, feel free on Twitter use the hashtag AskMikeReynolds.com, whatever that hashtag symbol is, and uh, um, we'll go from there. So, let's do it. We got Gabe. John Norway asks from Norway. Okay, Norway, all right. Wood. Norway. 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 Can you? So, by the way. Lenny's from Boston. I don't know well, if you guys. Have a, I'm not sure if you guys have picked up on that, but all right. So we got uh, who is it from Norway? John. John from Norway. He says, "Hey, Mike. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a physio student, and I get very confused with all the different setups of orthopedic tests that I have seen in my clinical affiliations. Can you refer to any books, courses, etc., that can give me a base to start from?" And how do you choose which test to use, in what order, in which clusters, etc.? Ah, appreciate your thoughts. Probably awesome. I, I get confused with the tests. Oh, well, there's so many tests. So um, I'll, I guess I'll share a couple. Sorry, my first story is I will share that I failed the athletic training boards my first time through. I'll share that with you. Um, I got the Adson and Allen test for thoracic outlet backwards. That was kind of my main way. There was one other little thing, too, on the practical. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Adson and Allen, I got backwards. So I even asked them, I'm like, would you like me to just differentiate between um, where the occlusion may be occurring from? But uh, nevertheless, if I ever needed to run on the field and check somebody for thoracic outlet, we we would have been covered. So so I get it. There's a ton of confusion. I get it. I'm in the same boat as you. Um, there are so many clinical exam tests out there, which usually tell us that none of them are really that good. That's first and foremost. So we talk about that with slap tears with the shoulder all the time. There's probably 50 tests for slap tears, which means they all stink, right? If there was a gold standard, something like for ACL with like a Lachman test with the ACL, we probably wouldn't have all those tests. So they're out there for various reasons, and I think there's, you know, you have to get good at these tests. But I think the the student and the new grad runs into the problem where they feel like they have this checklist during their examination, and they got to go through all of these tests, and they go through it no matter what. 
And then I think what would tell you in this, you know, the expert clinician, whatever that means, I think what happens is you develop an algorithm, right? So Lenny, being the expert, will say he develops an algorithm in his head of saying, okay, if the person says this or they look at this or they, they show this, I know I'm going to, maybe I'm not going to do these few clinical exams right now. I'm just going to go straight to these few. And it, and it almost like opens up doors every time. So. Yeah. So, I, so I, I guess I would agree with you there's a ton of tests. Um, I guess you've got to know them, but you'll find in your hands which work best, and then I think you're going to find in your patient population. So, you know, if you treat all low backs, I mean, you can study the ankle joint all you want, but, you know, if you, if you rarely see them, I, get, I, don't know, I don't know, maybe that's a bad example. I mean, we do a lot of overhead athletes here at Champions, so for us, like, our, our exam process is really good at that, and I would say it's very minimal, like a shoulder pain person. I don't do that many special tests. You know, they said their shoulder hurts. I get it. I mean, I, I don't have to necessarily jam their humerus into their acromium to prove that, I guess. But I think that's a... You kind of alluded to it that students and young clinicians, and even still myself, every once in a while, which I'm not going to admit to it. Um, <laughs> I think you just did admit to it. <laughs> we try, like the patients there for a diagnosis. They went to the doc, oftentimes, and the doc's like, "Well, you have shoulder pain. Go to rehab." And the patient is not happy with the diagnosis. Well, I know I have shoulder pain. Went to the doctor to get the answer. What is the almighty answer to my issue? And the doctor, you have shoulder pain, or you have impingement, whatever that means. And you now go to PT. Well, the PT now has like this, like the pressure. You have this whole hour, oftentimes, or whatever time you have, to like come up with this diagnosis. And you're like, do all the tests. Yeah, you have impingement. You have rotator cuff tendon. That doesn't really matter. A, I, we're going to do a lot of treatments. Are going to be simple. I, but I know. Sorry, yeah. I was just saying, just on that point, I think you can say like, I don't know if our role really is diagnosis at that point. I mean, right. the the physician already gave him a diagnosis. Right. It, it's pain. It's almost that, and this is probably where you're going here. It's yeah. not necessarily that we're looking for the diagnosis. We're looking for their impairments. Right. Correct. And that's exactly where I was going. Is sorry, we're forced to come up with this diagnosis oftentimes, and we're missing the boat. Whereas we need to, A, the most important thing I tell students and I keep telling myself is the subjective is the most important thing you're going to do in your exam. There's no special test there. It's, it's interacting with the client. It's talking with them. It's asking the right questions. It's get, diving into their head, see what's worked, what hasn't worked in the past with other therapists or what they do that causes the pain, what they do that does that relieve, that relieves the symptoms. There's so many little details what was the mechanism of injury? What caused the issue? There's so many little things that can help you hone in on a certain tissue type or a certain tissue or a certain whatever you're looking for to help them. And then you dive into your exam, which will be what's their soft tissue limitations, what's their capsule mobility, what's their strength, what's their functional uh, presentation, does it hurt when they do a certain motion? Then that's going to guide you. The special test is kind of like the bread and butter. It's the little extra that you get. Uh, with your meal, for example, bread and butter. It's that little extra that makes the meal just taste better. You know, I just made that up completely. But it's that little extra that you can then lock in maybe what you found in your subjective or objective exam that will then guide the treatment. Yeah, so rather than spend an hour doing a bunch of clinical exam tests, you know, find their impairments and then maybe see how that uh, that leads into their diagnosis from the physician and, and that type of thing. A lot of the special tests are active tests. So you start doing O'Brien's, that's a big one for a labor. You start doing pronated load, that's a big one for a labor. You start doing your full kit. They're all active tests. So they, you're going to get all the tissue engaged. You're going to get muscle engaged. You're going to get soft tissue engaged. All that's kicking in. So how do you know what you're actually testing for? 
You know what I mean? Think about it that way. So if they present in certain ways and you reposition them and things change or feel better, it can help you. But I think, again, it still comes down to a good subjective and asking questions, and that helps you to connect with the patient. They start gaining trust in you. You open up this whole world of trust and um, the mental aspect of rehab, which we'll probably get into a ton um, as we go on this podcast. What was and, the question? Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about the special tests. We could have, been, we could have said it in like four words. Don't worry. Summarize it. Yeah. Uh, special tests are needed. You need, to, you need to learn them. They're a small part of our exam, I'd right. say. You know, they're there to kind of confirm a couple things and know. It's almost to know what not to do, not to know what to do. So you got to learn it. For resources, you said you wanted some resources. Um, obviously, shoulder exam, knee exam stuff. We have some stuff on the Internet. We ha- I have some, some DVDs with Kevin Wilk that we've put together that, that go over some of that stuff. Uh, the classic for me when I was in school was McGee's textbook in the 90s. Is that still the, the big one for you, Gabe? Yeah, so McGee's textbook, it has everything. But again, if you flip to that chapter on the knee, the hip, or whatever, and you just go through all those tests, it's, it's too much. So, yeah. you know, so it's, remember, try to find the impairments, not the diagnosis. Right. What's next, Gabe? Aaron from Alabama asks. Aaron? Aaron. Aaron I can't understand you. I don't know why. Aaron, Aaron from Alabama. I mean, we're all from the South. Aaron yeah. or Aaron? So A-A? Is it guy or no? Girl? It's yeah. not A, Ron. It's Aaron. Aaron with an E. Aaron. Okay. So it's a female. I thought he was saying Aaron. Yeah. And we're the ones that can't pronounce I, I, I ours. Yeah, we get strong accents. And we can't pronounce. All right. So Aaron yeah. from Alabama. War Eagle or roll, roll Tide? We'll see. All right. What's Aaron got? How to determine if <laughs> flutes are inactive and. What's, and it? what's that? If flutes are inactive. So, Aaron, how, how do you tell if your flutes are inactive? Aaron's in the band. Well, can you can you hear a noise? Is this <laughs> right. a wind instrument, I guess, well, we right? Into the flute in the right direction. <laughs> All right, so let's assume Aaron <laughs> meant glutes. So, how do you determine if the glutes are inactive? Okay, sorry, Aaron, that was funny, but thank you for that comedic right. relief. So, how do you tell if the glutes are inactive? Well, geez, a couple ways. I mean, I think one of the easiest ways, and this is kind of like even going back to like a yonder or a sarmon type thing, is you know you put them you put them on their stomach and you have them. Um, just lay on their stomach and you have them extend their hip and then you know you palpate their low back you palpate their glutes they palpate their hamstring and you see with like hip extension what what are you getting here are they compensating with low back are they compensating with hamstring that type of thing so i think you can do that with hip extension on on the supine position i think you could also do probably a figure four position on your stomach there and then try to almost that would be like an extend and externally rotated thing as well you could get a little glute max activity there but i'd say how do you determine if they're inactive I would say is you'd, you'd probably check to see if, if the extension movement is more from the hip or the back. And heck, that's an I'm easy gonna, one. Uh, Anything else? Gonna, well, yeah, that's easy. And uh, I'm going to go a couple directions. Here. Uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. Of course it is. I apologize. Course, well, ep- episode all, three of the yeah, Lenny. <laughs> uh, the glutes are really inactive. I think we're using the wrong word. Good point. I mean, Good uh, point. Like, did this person have a stroke or they have like a neurological issue where the glutes aren't working? I think we're missing the book. We're using the wrong words, too. So I think... You know, are the glutes not stabilizing in the right range of motion, or they are perceived to be inactive? So we get to watch how we work. What I do just to, is put them in supine and put their hands under their butt, essentially, and let them feel. So I, like that, the tactile cueing. So they're lying down, and their hands, and they're squeezing right glute, left glute. Can they? And you're going to be surprised. People cannot communicate from the brain to their glutes to get the glute to contract uh, on each side appropriately. And so that's that's one way, and it's kind of eye-opening for the person. Like, well, I can't even squeeze my left butt cheek or whatever. And now right. it's part of the treatment. All right, I want you to go home and squeeze your left butt cheek. 
once they get set that sensation, I think you can now progress your, your rehab. That's one of the things I do is a supine, let's you know, feel their own butt and squeeze it. Yeah, that, I guess that makes sense too. It's um, yeah, I think the activity thing is a good point. Lenny actually brings that up. It's probably not that that it's not activating or anything like that. It's just perhaps there's an imbalance. Maybe your low back's activating more or right. something like that. So so um, try those. See if that helps. Then there, there's a second part of that question asking them. Oh. Like, how do you reactivate them if they are so, so inactive? So how do you how do you react? Well, it's, again, it's not that they're inactive. It's probably the imbalance. So right. we. So how do you reactivate it? You probably you probably your probably big issue is that you're extending your hip by using your low back versus your glutes. So, you know, right. you just focus on that. So yeah. We kind of hit that. So, All right, what do we got? Number three, Gabe. Cash with a K from Toronto asks, based on your experience, how do most physical therapists get their jobs with professional sports teams? Do they get their jobs because they're actually really good therapists, or is it through connections from some guy in management who knows nothing about physical therapy slash rehab? i.e. are there crappy therapists who get hired because they, they know the right people. Right, okay. So, all right. Sounds like you're a little jaded cash. I like uh, that. Sounds like you, uh, did you not get a job or something? That sounds interesting. Like you, uh, you interviewed, you yeah, you interviewed with somebody else that uh, may have got it in there. Um, yeah, I mean, so how do you get a job in professional sports? I mean, I think you, you got to know the right people. I mean, I think that's part of it. And it's not just you got to know the right people. I mean, how, how many PTs are there in, in, you're even in Canada too. How many PTs are in the United States? I don't know. You ever know that? I mean, it's thousands, right? Dozens of thousands probably of, of, of PTs in, in the United States. So how do you pick one in there? So it's, it's definitely who you know. That doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad therapist or anything. It just means you've done a good job networking with the right people. So, any job. Right, yeah, it's, it's, it's any job. But to get into pro sports, the only difference with pro sports is, like, let's say baseball, for example, you're trying to get one of 30 jobs. Well, so, yeah, it's just really hard to get that job. But you got to know the right people, so you have to associate yourself with them. So what I always tell people is you're not just going to get that job. It's just not going to magically happen. There are times, and I've seen it quite a few times, that somebody that you think is maybe not, as, not the most qualified person in the world, but they know somebody in management, just like you said, that they get the job. It happens, but the people that tend to get the jobs are usually the people that, that just pound the pavement and they put the work in. So if you want to get a job in professional sports, it's not just going to get handed to you. You got to associate yourself with the right people. We've talked about that in a past podcast. You got to associate yourself with the right niche you want to do. You have to put yourself in the position where they want you because you want them right now. That's the only difference. Okay, so you got to make them in a position where they want you. That's the thing. So for me, how do I get into professional sports? I developed my niche with baseball until a baseball team found me. I happened to luck out, and it was the the one team I wanted to work for, so it was great. But um, they found me because I put myself in that position there. So what can you do? I'd say you got to volunteer. If you're in Toronto, you want to go work with the Blue Jays or the Maple Leafs or whatever it may be, you volunteer. You say, hey, I, I want to learn from you guys. Do you have an internship program? What is it? I don't care if you're a 10-year you know, seasoned physical therapist. Go learn from them. Go volunteer your time from them. And eventually, over time, they'll develop that. Okay, so it's really, you gotta, you have to work harder than everybody else and you have to make yourself unique with that niche if you're trying to get that job. But is it about knowing the right people? Absolutely. You just, you just, you gotta, you gotta go learn, you gotta go meet those people and there's ways to do that, so. Well said, you've lived it, I, I you know, so you, you've got the experience, <laughs> I'll, I'll defer to you on that one. Nice. Definitely, it's like any profession, just get exposure, get exposure to the right people and yeah. It's not a guarantee. It's all about networking. Yeah. That's a part of it. Networking and working harder than everybody else. Develop your niche. Do those. Yeah. Those are the big ones. That's how you, that's how you get into pro sports. So, 
Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Another great podcast in the books. We're getting the hang of this. Bear with us. We're not only just how do how do we do this, how do we talk, but the technology aspect. But you know, help us out. Spread the word, please. Spread the word. Subscribe to this. Try to get kind of our rating up in iTunes. I guess write us a nice review. We'd really super 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 appreciate that um, uh, down the road. Um, and and ask questions. That's what we need. So MikeReynolds.com backslash or forward slash whatever it is. One of those slashes podcast. So MikeReynolds.com. Uh, slash podcast um, or hashtag ask Mike Ronald and um, on Twitter and and we'll get to your questions. So I hope you guys are enjoying this. We're I think we're enjoying it. Nice, yeah. Gabe, yeah. you enjoying it? Fun. Gabe's having fun. Gabe so hopefully you guys are doing. Aspect. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So <laughs> so um, yeah. So I uh, hope you guys continue to subscribe and listen to the show, and uh, we'll be back for more. So send us your questions, and we'll get there. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.